0: Boy, have I got one for you this week. We've talked before about monetizing your guests and how controversial of a strategy it is and kind of how you need to take care that you are doing things the right way and making sure you're ethical and above board when you do it. And this week, I've got a perfect example of a bad faith effort to monetize podcast guesting, and I'm going to blow the lid off of it, tell you all about it, because is an experience that I had, and I want to share it with you so you won't fall prey to it as well. So, the real question is this How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hey! Hi there, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. In case you haven't met me yet, my name is Christy Hostler, and I am here because just like you, I'm a podcaster who wants to make money from my podcast. I so far have made over a million dollars from podcasting and I'm determined that more podcasters need to follow that same route. So I'm here help guide you on your journey to monetization because if you monetize you're probably going to have way less chances of pod fading and that's the whole goal with all of this plus the plus side is you can actually change your life and the lives of people around you by monetizing your podcast so um, if you are that sounds like something you're interested in then you are in the right place I have a podcast production company called Team Podcast, and we work with podcasters to produce their shows and help them monetize with strategies and sales funnels and all sorts of things uh, to help get them to the point where their show is ideally earning multiple streams of revenue. And that's what I want for me, and that's what I want for you and every other podcaster that's approaching things in a place of, from a place of value. So one of the things I wanted to share with you today, I just can't not share this experience that happened to me because I've been sitting back sort of watching it play out and watching it unfold. And this week it came to its dramatic conclusion. <laughs> so it wasn't really dramatic. <laughs> Nobody knew about it but me. But anyway, um, we've talked, I did an episode a few um, months ago about, How there are different strategies for monetizing your guests on podcasts and how, you know, some people charge their guests and some people get guests on that are their target audience. And then after they build a relationship with them, that they uh, maybe make them an offer and, and work with them together. And there's a lot of people around that are trying to really... Make this their niche, so to speak, and they're wanting doing this, what they call high ticket client attraction offers and things like that. And, you know, I I understand the high ticket offers are great and high ticket offers are phenomenal. There's value being provided. And so I don't have a problem with the high ticket offers. But what I do have a problem with is um, sort of a bad faith um, effort to uh, get people on your show under one pretense when you really want them there for another one. And so that's kind of what I'm going to share with you today. So on May 12th of this year, I was uh, just going about my business and out of the clear blue, I got a cold message on Facebook. And, and I get these fairly often and from people. A lot of times people are wanting to come on this show because uh, they have not paid attention and to the fact that I don't have guests on the show or at least I haven't had any thus far. And it might happen at some point in time, but I'm definitely not actively soliciting guests or taking interviews with people for the podcast. So um, I got this cold solicitation that said, I'm contacting you on behalf of someone else. And uh, they have a podcast that is for uh, service business owners and agency owners, and they interview successful people. People um, that fall in those categories on their podcast, and I think from looking at your bio and what you're doing, that I, you would be a good fit for the show. And I said, okay, that's fine. Send me the links to whatever you've got, right? And I'll look at it. Next thing you know, they entered. They did a mutual Facebook message, and they introduced me to the host of the show. And it says, "Hi, so and so. I connected with Christy about being interviewed on the show." As for what she does, she is a blah blah blah, and the funny thing is, she um, they they didn't they didn't even really say what they, they just said she's a consultant. So whatever, I never really thought of myself as a consultant. But uh, and based on that, I think she'd be a good fit for the show. I'll let the two of you take it from here. So we go through this whole song and dance, and then there's this uh, response back from the podcast host, and he says. Thanks for the intro as if his team hadn't fully you know cold trafficked me and tried to reach out to me in cold traffic. Um, Thanks for the intro and great to know that you believe Christy would be a good fit for the show. Nice being connected to you Christy and I'm excited that you'd like to be interviewed on the show. Here's a link to the page where I answer all the questions you might have about the interview process. After you've checked them out and you still feel like you'll be a good fit for the show we can move ahead and get the interview booked. So it takes me to a landing page where there is an application for a podcast guest. Now, so this is all fairly normal, fairly standard so far. And, you know, great. Everything's good so far. So I get into the landing page and talks about the theme of the show. What is the audience that the show will be broadcast to? Now, the interesting thing about this guy is that he has a podcast. I put that in air quotes. You can't see it on here but uh, air quotes because he really doesn't have a podcast. He records video and then he takes the video and he puts it out to YouTube and then he puts it out to members of his uh, high ticket client attraction community in Facebook and on LinkedIn. And so he's getting um, he's got links to Both of those here on this page, it's like you can, you know, 9,800 members or 30,000 members or whatever. And then he's got the links to both of those communities there. And in showing you the links to those, if you want to check out the Facebook community, obviously, what are most people going to do? They're going to probably join the Facebook group or LinkedIn community. So he has it there checked out, but he's not publishing his podcast because he doesn't have a podcast to traditional podcasting uh, distribution channels. He is, he does not, it's not on Apple. He doesn't have an RSS feed. He's just doing an interview show, calling it a podcast and putting it out on YouTube and uh, putting it out to his Facebook community and LinkedIn. And then he goes on and he gives you a um, little video that's about who he is and how he paid off $300,000 worth of debt in six months And kind of gives you a case study on what he's done. Gives you the background on him. Then it shows a few people that have been featured guests on the show. And I mean, they're they're nobody I know or anything. But uh, so that didn't mean anything to me. Um, And then it says, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, click here for the next step. And so then you go through and you get on the guy's calendar link. Now, when I went to his calendar link, and this was, like I said, May 12th. Went to his calendar link. The first available spot for an interview was August, (laughs) right? So August was his first time. It's like, thanks for being ahead of the game. Great. So I go to his calendar and I schedule for August 25th. And then as soon as I booked that page, the first thing that popped up was, here is a webinar that shows basically how... Uh, We use a simple step, whatever, how many step formula and get consistent high ticket clients within your coaching and consulting business. And so here's the webinar. Well, so I was like, you know, that's fine. I'll watch the webinar because I want to see what he's doing as a funnel hacker. I'm always interested in seeing what other people are doing for their funnel. So at this point, let me just break down what his funnel is so far. His funnel, his first was cold outreach from probably an offshore administrative person uh, that is doing administrative tasks for him researching people on Facebook that have like agency owner or consulting or whatever in their, uh, the, the title of what their, or the category of what their business is. And then they're doing cold outreach. And so they got me to go from cold outreach to introducing me to the host of the show. And now I'm introduced directly to the man. And so um, from there, he's extending an offer to say, um, I think you'd be, you know, you might be a good fit for the show. Here's the link to the landing page or to this to schedule it. So I go to the landing page, go through what his stuff is here, schedule, book out three months out, more than three months, May, June, July, August. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, more than three months out and get on his calendar for the interview and then from there I'm presented with a webinar. So I watched the webinar. I don't know if I I don't remember if I watched all of it or if I just watched some of it but in that webinar he was showing how he was showing his calendar and how he had each calendar day had so many bookings and then he was showing his Stripe credit card processing for the month and how he you know even during the pandemic like his lowest month was I think $283,000 and His high months, you know, after now coming so far farther down the line in the pandemic is now uh, $450,000 a month or whatever. So I watched what he said. He didn't really give any. He gave a couple of very generic things, you know, like, um, like, um, okay, know who your audience is and, you know, make them an offer or, you know, something like that. But it wasn't anything earth shattering as to how he's getting all these high ticket clients. So. Anyway, so I watched the webinar and I was like, okay, fine. So I'm on his calendar. And then, of course, that means I'm also on his now email list. So I start getting email emails every day for marketing emails on, you know, I'm going live now in this community or that community and that sort of thing. And then I kept getting Facebook messages from him. And it was uh, Facebook messages saying, oh, by the way, I have this live training within our private Facebook community where I walk people through a simple game plan that's allowing us to average, generate average of 450000 a month. And would you like me to send you the link to watch the replay? Well, it was the link, it was the same thing that I had already watched. And so I was like, yeah, I've already watched it, right? So by that time, that was on May 31st, I think it was. Then July 7th, he followed up again. Hey, how are you? Did you get a chance to check out my previous message? And then it was July 15th. Hey, Christy, I never heard back from you. Is everything okay? And I'm like, yes, I watched the replay of the training after I went through the interview scheduling. And then he sent a heart back. Okay, good. Thank you. Nothing else from him. But I continued to get his email, marketing emails and that sort of thing. So he's wanting me to go from this webinar to I, I think scheduling a consultation with him or something like that. But you guys know me; I'm I I am not opposed to paying for good help. I'm not opposed for paying to paying for good frameworks. But at this point, like this person was unknown to me, someone I've never heard of, someone I've never experienced. Uh, anyone we have like zero friends in common. So he's not in podcasting circles. He's not in any of these circles. And so um, even whenever I go back to um, like his landing page for his for scheduling an interview, um, you know, I can see where he's got interviews on his shows. But the interview was supposed to schedule this week. And to be honest, I wasn't really looking forward to it because I didn't know. I like I had no idea what the questions were. And so I started looking at Well, I started trying to find the podcast, and I was like, I can't find the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Where is the show? So I went back to his landing page where it actually had links to where you could go into YouTube, and he had a link to some of his previous interviews. And so every single interview said, I'm interviewing so-and-so who's who's a member of our community. So-and-so who's a member of our community. I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know. Like, this is just weird to me. Well, then, so bizarre, because just as I was getting ready to uh you know have cold feet on doing this interview, I get a message from him the day before the interview. How ironic is it the day before the interview? Hey, Christy, how are you? Hope things are coming along great on your end. We're scheduled to have an interview over the next few days, and I just want to give you a heads up that I've decided to postpone recording interviews until I get caught up with the ones I've already recorded. I apologize for the late notice on this. I didn't realize that as of right now, we have a backlog of 100-plus interviews that I've recorded over the past few months that haven't been released yet, and some of the previous guests have been reaching out asking when their interview will air. As a result, I've decided to take a bit of time off on recording interviews, which means we won't be recording the interview on the selected date. That way I can have my team shift their focus to getting the 100 plus interviews that we have out and edited. Once we've caught up with these interviews I'll begin doing them again. I believe that might be a few months from now. Ship me a reply once you've known and I'm like no worries thanks for the heads up. I didn't want to didn't want to do the interview anyway. So what's interesting is this didn't sit well with me because Uh, A couple of things. Let me give you a couple of my red flags. So his funnel took me from cold outreach on Facebook, which I normally don't respond a lot to, especially if people are asking to be on the show. Normally it's about being interviewed, but he was wanting to interview me. And I was like, "Mm, maybe I don't know. And so I checked it out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go through with this. I mean, it's it's I can invest my time in an interview. But then. Once I got through the interview, it was watch the webinar. And then after I watched the webinar, it was two or three follow-up messages to see if I watched the webinar. Why? Because they hadn't gotten a credit card conversion for me yet to come into their community. So did I really watch the webinar? Right? So it was following up with that. And then it was like, okay, now you're going to be a guest on the show. they have had three months to nurture me in the funnel. And since I did not convert on any of them... Then they canceled the podcast interview. So I did not join the Facebook group, which is free to join. I did not join the LinkedIn group, which is free to join. And I did not convert from his webinar to become a client. So after that, the process is the day before the interview, you cancel it and then become a excuse of, I've got so many backlogged. Well, number one, if you're that far backlogged, Why are you paying somebody to do cold outreach to you, right? So that didn't seem like very much in good faith. Then secondly, I go and I look and a lot of his interviews, when I go back and look at his interviews, it is all about, he started doing some solo shows lately. He's doing about one show a day on his YouTube channel, but Yesterday, he put out an episode and it has 10 views. Two days ago, it had 14 views. Something he live streamed an interview three days ago, and that interview so far has three views. And they're all with people that are members of the community. Well, so I didn't join the community, so he doesn't want to do an interview with me. So they ha- so basically what they're doing is they're trying to monetize you as a client and then put you on the interview, but they're but they're not like they're not overtly saying that. It's like it's it the part about about this that bothers me is that I got the b s excuse about the interview. like I'm not really I'm not upset that I didn't get to do the interview. But once I saw his te- his language on the interview uh, on the interview cancellation, and once I saw his language on why he said, he was canceling the show. I'm like, this is complete BS. And the reason it's complete BS is because every single show that he's put out lately, what's the call to action? If you want to be a guest on the show, check out, join this group, this Facebook group or LinkedIn group and learn how. So he's actively soliciting. Why is he actively soliciting? He's using his podcast to actively go out and do cold outreach and solicit people on uh, in his niche that he thinks would be good clients for him. And then he's saying in bad faith, yes, get on my calendar, schedule time with me, set aside time on your calendar for me ahead of time, and then nurturing you through, which I can only do three months out, right? And then nurturing you through that three months to try to convert you into a client and then the end if you don't convert to a client or you don't join his groups he's canceling the interview with a bogus I'm really behind on my interviews and I'm sorry I can't um, show it we will not be doing the interview at the specific date and time right because it's you can't say the specific date and time because it's a mass email that a mass Facebook message that gets sent out And it's all perfectly timed, like it's all perfectly timed from the 24 hours ahead of the interview. um, And that's whenever the message comes in, and all that. So this is a perfect example of a bad, what I would call a bad faith um, effort to monetize your podcast clients. We're all about building relationships. and, And so here's the thing. So with This guy, the particular relationship that he built with me, like I could immediately see when he sent me from the interview link to the webinar that he would that I was like, okay, he's targeting his target uh, clients for his podcast. And I thought, well, that might be interesting because that's not I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You can do that whether you're a company. Uh, I've got plenty of clients that do that. But then it was continue to ask about, have you seen the replay? Have you seen the replay of my training? Have you seen that? Not not building a relationship at all, but have you watched my stuff? Have you watched my stuff? Have you watched my stuff? And because I never did, like I am uh, a creator, not a consumer of stuff like this. And so I went down the funnel route because I wanted to look at what he was doing and see how his funnel worked. But when I saw the layout of it and I see how he's bringing people in and he's got things where they can't the minute they schedule on his calendar, they can't get in for like at least two months. They don't even see openings. And then from there, he has everything set up. So he automatically on this many days afterwards, he reaches out. Have you seen the training yet? Well, he should have been able to see that I went through the webinar training and I didn't convert to by his offer. So something more appropriate than did you see the webinar that I, you already watched but didn't convert, like ask me questions, figure out what I need in my business. You know me, I pay plenty of money to, I've got two different masterminds that I pay over $3,000 a month to be in to grow my business and scale my business. So I'm not opposed to high ticket offers and things like that, but what I am opposed to is Dangling a carrot of you want someone to be on the podcast interview, but because they don't fall into line with all of your marketing triggers prior to the interview, then you canceling it and pretending as if it's a legitimate reason to cancel when you know all along that your strategy is to uh cancel people that are not on not have not joined your community. Um did I miss out on anything? Probably. I guess if he got gosh, if he streamed something 2 weeks ago here on YouTube it says he got 19 views, so I'm probably missing out on 19 views um on on something. So yeah, that's going to hurt. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It just this the part of this that bothered me is because like even on the webinar all of these slots that he was showing that were consultations with his coaching clients, um, they could have easily been podcast interviews that he's set up and that he's using and showing you his calendar links. I mean, they—they they, just everything seems so shady. And honestly, if somebody, I'm well connected in the internet marketing space. I'm well connected in the podcasting space. And if somebody is in the space and they're making four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month in their coaching with high-ticket clients and that sort of thing, I'm probably already going to know who they are. I'm probably already going to be well-connected to them. Yeah, anyone should have the goal of having high-ticket offers and high-ticket clients, and that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, when you come at me with a false pretense, and you pretend that you actually want me on the show so that I can provide value to your audience... But then the only value I can actually provide to you is when I become a client of yours. And if I don't become a client of yours, then you are canceling the interview. That's bad faith. And that's not okay. I feel like it's unethical. I feel like it's um, a bit shady. And I don't feel like I mean, there are plenty of people that have sales resistance and know when they're, you know, being sold to and that sort of thing. But um, being well connected in the podcasting space and understanding how these things work, like this is just, in my mind, not a great model. And honestly, if he's making $450,000 a month on coaching, why are his the people that he's coaching not consuming his content on YouTube, right? Because there's not a lot of, he's got, his YouTube channel has 551 subscribers and Of that two weeks ago and get 12 views it tells me that he doesn't have a very big following just in the podcasting space now he's got these groups because what he's doing is he's putting out he's he's built up these groups to be you know 14,000 members um, and and 33,000 members on LinkedIn but he's using these groups to um, pull in people to his funnel which I get that I completely get and and I'm OK with that. But the part that bother, he's got a there's a lot of things he's doing right as far as setting up processes and setting up follow through and setting up sequences and leading people somewhere, leading them down the road. My problem is, uh, number one, there was no relationship built. It was cold outreach. And when you come at me with cold outreach and then you keep putting stuff out there to me, I become suspicious. I'll be honest with you. I thought because everything that I would get from this, say, well, oh, here's a link to take you to the page that'll give you more information. I honestly was waiting to get to the point where and I think I mentioned it in the podcast that I did about guest interviews and whether you should monetize them or charge for them or whatever. I was following it because I thought at some point in time I was going to get hit with a It'll only be $500 or $350 or whatever the amount is to appear on the show. That's what I thought it was going to lead to. And I was wrong (laughs) because what it was leading to is trying to get me to become a high ticket client of his. And then if I didn't, he cancels the show. So I, um, yeah, so I'm not a fan of this method. I don't know if he is, if this is the method that he is teaching to um, other people, but I am not a fan of it. I feel like it is, um, I feel like it is disingenuous. I feel like it is not something that is very um, above board. And I feel like it's, um, I feel like it's using people. And like, I don't appreciate that the time that I scheduled on his calendar was blocked off on my calendar up until yesterday. So I have plenty of people that wanted to schedule with me this week, but couldn't because, and they had to schedule for next week because I didn't have any more time available because that was one of those slots. So let me give you a better way to do this. But before I do that, let me just let you know that if you need a podcast audit or a tune-up done on your show, um, maybe you are stuck, your growth has plateaued. Maybe you have um, done everything that you know to do to grow it, but yet you haven't been able to make much progress with it. Um, Maybe you don't know where to go next to monetize and you don't know how to do that. All of those things are covered in a podcast audit. I call it a tune-up, but it's basically tweaking and getting all of your ducks in a row so that essentially you're not standing in your own way of getting people uh, to find you, um, getting more downloads, getting more email opt-ins, and then getting to a point where you know what your next step toward monetization is. There's always things that we can do to improve. And to be honest, you only know what you know at the time that you've set up your podcast. And if you didn't know any more than the average person when you set it up, you've probably left a lot on the ground, low-hanging fruit, whatever you want to call it, that can be tweaked and make all the difference in the world. I had a client I sent through this. uh, We did a tune-up the other day, and it was uh, June, and we renamed their show in July. And they went from 200 downloads to 1,800 downloads in July. More than 1,800, but 1,800 and some change. Downloads in July, just because they renamed their show and it had different words in it that could be found by what their audience was searching for. So renaming the show is a huge thing, and that's all covered in the podcast tune-up. So if you need some help, you need someone else that knows more about it than you do, putting their eyeballs on it, you can simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune-up, and from there you can fill out all the information and get everything you need And then in two weeks, we'll have a follow up and we'll go over all of our findings and kind of give you a roadmap for what you need to fix and what you need to take care of next. So um, now when you're looking at monetizing your podcast through your guesting, um, relationship is really important. And to me, the best way to build a relationship like the example I gave you of the this bad faith effort, like. If I had actually gotten on the interview with the person, the host of the show, I might have actually liked him and might have felt a bond and a rapport with him. And then from there, I might have figured out and stayed in touch with what he was doing. And it might have been a little while until he nurtured me into a point where I could have paid him money, be one of his high ticket clients. But the problem is we never got to that point because I didn't jump through the hoops that he wanted me to jump through. So he cut me off. So now here's the thing. He might think anybody else that has now joined his group or has now joined his Facebook group or his LinkedIn group or whatever on his email list that he gave him a legitimate reason to not do the interview and that there's a hope there that will be rescheduled later. And so they're not probably not mad at him from that response. I know well enough behind the scenes what's exactly going on and I can look and see like, dude, you know exactly how many shows you put out. You know you have 30 days worth of shows. Even if you're putting out a show every day, you have 30 days worth of shows. Why are you paying people for cold outreach if you're not, if you're if you're way behind on your shows, All right? So this is just an excuse. And so so in my mind like now he because he has done something in bad faith and not represented himself honestly to me um I'm not going to be on his show ever and I wouldn't be on his groups and I'm going to I'm unsubscribing from his email list because he's forever ruined that with me because I don't trust his methods I don't want him to teach me other methods that I have An ethical or moral problem with. I don't want to be functioning in bad faith. Believe me, if you come to me as a high ticket client, you need to know I'm in here trying to give you more value than you gave me with the amount of money I charged you. But I'm not sitting here saying I'm only going to have you as a podcast guest if you jump through my hoops and become part of my community. And then I can pretend. That I really wanted to have you on the show, but I really couldn't care less about what you what your business is really doing. So relationship is key. So it is perfectly fine to do a show that targets your ideal clients. I have a client in the trade show industry, and she does this, especially. She targets um, ideal people that would be her, potentially hire her to do what she does, what her company does for trade shows. And so um, if, if she knows companies are going to be having big trade shows, she can know when the timing is right to invite those stakeholders onto her show and talk about their their business. And then when she does that, now she's sort of building rapport all the way along and she's built rapport and had a great interview. She's put their interview out and she's promoted them. And she's, you know, done a lot of value add to them before she's ever even approached them or they've ever even approached her about doing business. That's the kind of stuff I love all day long. I don't like the, let me do cold outreach to you. And then every interaction is about how you can become in my community. You can be part of this. You can, you know, you can do all these things for me by joining my community, by being part of my Uh, webinar audience by doing this by doing that and oh by the way if you didn't then I'm cutting you off and we don't have an opportunity to build a relationship anymore that you get one opportunity to do that and that opportunity is forever gone for that guy so like I will never be okay with referring anyone to him or with doing I, I just don't do business that way so it's just my personal philosophy now, if you want shady and you want shysty and you want um, shortcuts and, and that sort of thing, um, I would say, you know, do something else because to me, podcasting is about adding value and it's about getting to the point where you are changing your community's lives. And um, so, so monetizing your, your guests is perfectly fine. Um, when you build a relationship and there's mutual value to be exchanged, I like nothing better. Boy, I tell you, when I need something whether it's I need, um, you know, somebody to do something technical for me or whatever. Like, I love having a good referral base of people to refer people to. And in my mind, like, when you already know that you don't have to go looking for somebody when you need to hire them because you already know somebody that does that, and you can just send them a message and be like, hey, man, I have this project, can you help me out on it? And they're like, Absolutely. Like they'll get my business eventually if they stay in my sphere and they continue a relationship with me. Right. But after that, it's got to be after the relationship is built. None of this, you jump through all my hoops and then I'll build a relationship with you so that you can pay me big money. Not about that. That to me, that is not attracting high ticket clients. That is deceiving high ticket clients that is misrepresenting what you're doing to the high-ticket clients. That man wasn't more interested in having me on his podcast to provide value than the man in the moon, you know? And I know that, and that's the part that bothers me. Like, using a value-based thing, like coming on a podcast and sharing value, but exploiting it in that way, not okay in my book. So, I wanted to share this episode with you so that you'll know um, there are some, stu- some, some shady things out there that are going on and they are getting to the point where um, people know podcasting is potentially a lucrative business and I don't want you or anyone else to be preyed upon by people that have bad faith techniques and methods and that's not, um, that's, I mean, in my mind... If that's the way I need to do business to earn $450,000 a month, then I'll just stay below that level. I I haven't hit that level yet in my business and um, I would love to at some point, but I'm not going to do shady things and I'm not going to misuse the the relationship I have with people in order to get that. So I would encourage you not to use that technique, um, but also I want you to be able to recognize it when you get sent through a funnel as a podcast guest. Know what to expect, and you know, it's again, you have to make every decision as it comes along. If he had presented me with one of these things of saying, Um, if you want to be on my a guest on my podcast, it's going to cost you X amount of money, then what I would have done is I would have gone and researched his audiences, and I would have probably, I'll tell you what, I probably would have done I would have probably joined the Facebook group and joined the LinkedIn group to see within that group how much promotion. Is done on those podcasts that he does. Those I call them podcasting quotes. Those videos that he's putting out, and so from that aspect, I would have evaluated the reach. You know, if he puts out videos into the the LinkedIn and the Facebook groups, and those videos are getting hundreds of interaction comments, and they're getting all these views, then that exposure is absolutely worth something, and I don't mind paying for that. But don't deceive me into making me think you've got something here that you don't. Um, I definitely think that value-based monetization is always the best way. And that's what I'm, you know, focused on. And I hope you are too. And I hope that's why you're here. I also want you to be aware of ways so you don't get taken advantage of. I mean, if you get someone asking you to be paying to be on their podcast, you need to ask a few questions and like, what are you getting from that payment? Right. If you pay $500 to be on someone's podcast, how much business can you expect to get from it? You know, can you make a special offer that only applies to them and see how much you get out of it? Because there is like, if I know how much my customer costs me to acquire a customer, that's just another way to acquire a customer. And that's absolutely okay. But don't tell me you've got a group of 10,000 people and then when I go in the group and I see you put out a new interview every single day and nobody interacts with it, nobody does anything with it and it's just part of, you know, part of the wallpaper on the group, then uh, that's a whole different story. So there are ways to evaluate things and make sure that you're getting actually something. I mean, if I was going to invest $500 in marketing anywhere, I would want to get an ROI of more than $500 back, right? It just makes sense. That's what you have to remember for you as well. If anybody's paying you money to be on your show or paying you money to get in front of your audience or you're trying to charge money for people being on your show, then you've got to kind of have an idea of how much business they can plan on getting back from them so that they'll be able to make that decision. So just wanted to share that with you. It's kind of been one of those things that's been burning a hole in my brain for the past couple of days. I'm like, I'm just going to share this on the podcast because number one, I'd like to bust people that are trying to use this method um, because it's, uh, it's icky and I don't like it. And uh, don't use, don't take something as uh, innocent and value-based as a podcast interview and uh, basically bastardize it for this purpose of exploiting them to, and then say you're doing it to attract high ticket clients. So. That's just one of those things that, and, and, you know, at the same time, you know, you're claiming to be on a podcast and you're actually technically not a podcast. You're a, a video show. So I've got a few things. I actually, he might need to be hiring me uh, in the end so he can get better uh, results from his quote unquote podcast. So I hope this has been helpful you to, to you today. And if there's anything I can do to help you with your show, definitely look at the podcast Tune Up, um, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. It's, a, it's we're getting some really good results with some stuff we're doing, and it's it's so interesting to be able to share with people some ways they can immediately tweak some things about their show and really see sit back and see what happens differently. And the biggest thing is making sure you've got everything functioning like a well-oiled machine on your show, to push traffic exactly where you want it to go. So having somebody else on the outside looking in, is probably one of the best ways to get that feedback. And it's probably not going to be feedback that you're going to get from your mother so or your family or whoever else you're begging to listen to your podcast. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you today. You know where to find me, teampodcast.com. And then at the same time, if you would like to talk more about monetization, come to Podcast Monetization Secrets Facebook group. And we're there uh, if you have questions about your landing page or your offer or anything like that, we're there to answer questions and help whatever we can to get your show monetized because that's my goal for you. Have a wonderful day and uh, a hooey ho. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast, Monetization Secrets, and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.